0: Welcome or welcome back to Lift You Up Inspiring Health Stories. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham. I'm the founder and chief storyteller of TB Media Group. But for the purpose of this podcast, I am your health and happiness matchmaker. This month is National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And if you are watching this on Monday, January 11th, the day that this comes out, it is National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. So I'm so honored to have a great local nonprofit here in South Florida, Glory House of Miami, to talk about the importance of this day and how they are helping survivors of human trafficking and how you can get involved. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories, from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker today I am so excited to meet for the first time, virtually, that's how we're all doing it now, is Betty Lara. You are the Executive Director of Glory House, and I'm really honored to meet you and to hear your story and learn more about Glory House today, so thanks for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Tamika. it's a pleasure.
0: Thank you. So first of all, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about Glory House and then we'll kind of dive into you and
1: your story. Sure, that's fine. Well, uh, we're uh, Glory House of Miami is a uh, faith-based nonprofit organization. We started back in 2011 and basically our mission is to uh, provide a safe place for adult survivors of human trafficking so that they can get healed and restored awesome
0: important work for sure tell me how you became because i know you did none of us have a linear path right (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) i know you didn't have a linear path reading through your bio but who really does right so i want to understand your story and how you ended up with glory house Uh, so kind of take us through your path
1: yeah well yeah, linear is, is a nice way of putting it. Uh, well, uh, I was, I've was i never been trafficked, but I do come from abuse and, you know, from with my father when I was very young. And of course, uh, you know, when something like that happens with your father, that really messes you up in terms of the male, uh, you know, how you view the male side. So I was, you know, um, uh, pretty rebellious and crazy things in my uh you know young life and uh I also uh had a couple marriages that were horrible <laughs> I'm happily married now uh but uh, you know through all that I've gone through a lot you know I, I you can imagine you know divorce abuse suffering and you know drugs i mean we i could go on and on um so i have also gone through a journey of healing and restoration in my own life, and so uh, my one of my passions is to see women uh, step into their purpose, step into their destiny. And we all have some, at some point in time, we all have to face, you know, things that have happened to us, heal our hearts from whether it's relationships that there have been abusive, parents that have been abusive uh you know things that we haven't uh, that we've done that we're not very proud of um and so i've always you know to me to empower women to help women that's just always been it's like in me you know a it's part in of it. who and,
0: you are yeah
1: yeah exactly uh but about 11 years ago i remarried for the third time and um i can say that i'm happily married now 11 years to a wonderful uh, man and his, he had a sister, has actually two sisters, and his sister uh, is a full-time evangelist. She's been to 40 nations. She's written about 10 books. And so she's never in Miami. She's all over the world, except for Miami. But she had a vision. Uh, God put a vision in her heart uh, that um, she had gone to a meeting, a government meeting, and found out, you know, how horrific human trafficking was in, in Miami and in the, in the United States. And she goes, well, if the government is doing something about that, we got to do something, you know, as a faith-based organization. So that's when Glory House got birth. And, um, you know, it was very, very specific, the vision. It's, it, 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 We would have a, our, our first uh, home where survivors could live with us for a, a long uh, period of time. Uh, it would be called Glory House because we would glorify God. And they would come there to the home to get, you know, restored. And that's exactly how it happened. We had our first, the first home uh, for human trafficking survivors called Glory House. And in four years that we had it uh, open, we had 14 women live with us. We have non-residential survivors as, as well, but they, those are the ones that lived with us from three months all the way to over, you know, like 18 months. And they came there to really receive every single Uh, service that they need, but in addition to that, you know, healing and restoration, which is most important. So um, when I she asked me, she came to me, and she goes, since I'm not here and I have that in my heart, would you help me to open up, you know, Glory House? And I said, well, yeah, why not? I have no experience working with survivors of human trafficking. I just I just do know trauma because I've gone through some trauma. Definitely never like they have, obviously. And we're going to talk a little bit what, you know, what what they go through. Uh, but I said, yeah, you know, I was, I kind of had a job and I was kind of bored. And I said, eh, I want something that's exciting and that is new. And, you know, it's hard work, uh, Tamika, but it's been really rewarding. And I've got some amazing testimonies of women that we have mm. served. Uh, so that's how my journey started. my sister-in-law asking me if I would direct the ministry and I you know I said yes and of course my husband supported me. so here I am eight years later uh, you know um, as executive director of the ministry.
0: I have so many thoughts and so many different things that I want to say, but like the first thing that comes to mind is thank you for being so open. Oh, I mean of I like that just really makes me feel good because i just you know we all have a purpose behind what we do and i just appreciate you so much sharing that because sometimes yeah. we're so scared to share you know the challenging times in our lives and but by- well trust me at what
1: at one point in time in my life you know there was a lot of shame a lot of guilt right. in my life uh you know oh my god you know people know yeah. i'm doing drugs you know uh you know looking for love in all the wrong places. But you know, that's all a that is all a consequence of, you know, at five years old, I you know, I didn't have control of my dad abusing me, you know what I mean? So that's just the life that and how it just happened. But I wanted to take something that was horrific and that had happened to me. And then just bring hope to other women that, okay, things happen like that. And, you know, sometimes we have control. Sometimes we don't. I made some bad choices, but others I didn't. I married for life, but I didn't, you know, married to divorce. So, uh, you know, I always in the forefront of my heart and my, my, what I do is always to bring hope to women so that they don't feel shame, that they don't feel condemnation that they don't feel guilty and that, you know, your horrific, you know, your pain can be turned into your purpose and your pulpit.
0: So you mentioned your childhood upbringing, some of you know those experiences, bad decisions, good decisions, becoming the executive director of Glory House, and I think eight years ago you mentioned. Right, yes. Um, but what it, it, you briefly mentioned you were born in a job. What Was there another career path
1: there that you were in? Oh my goodness, well. <laughs> I've been very blessed because when I was very young, I was making six-figure income. You know, I was working for a very large corporation, and um, my second husband—I married him, and he—he um, ha- he was very, very wealthy, extremely wealthy, and so I was able to leave my six-figure income job. And so um, I was married to him for eighteen years in a lot of wealth, but toward the end, um, I just needed to get out of the marriage. And so um, I got a job at a church working for for a pastor. I wrote my first book because I ended up with $50 after my divorce. (laughs) Wow. But you know, like $50 is low, but when you come from wealth to $50, I had to make some really major adjustments in my life. Um, so then a book came out of that and then I never expected What's the name of the it. book. Oh, it's called $50 at 55 starting life all over again with Jesus. Where can people
0: find that? I just want to know so it, that I can link to that at,
1: right? in Amazon, it's On just Amazon. Okay. basically it's, it's my testimony. And the same year I got divorced, I met my husband at his house, never went out for a date. And I met him three months later. We were married. And here we are 11 years later. We're happily married. So you never know when you say, I'll I'll never do something when God asks for you on the other side.
0: Exactly. I love that. So you got the job at a church. That's where you wrote your first book.
1: Yes. Yes. And I worked there. I worked there for eight years. And actually, that was my, the first confirmation that I wanted to switch jobs because I went to their missions meeting and I asked them to support glory house and they, they said yes. So I said, good, you know, cause we didn't, we had zero money. So the first time, you know, I went and I made the presentation, they gave us a check for $12,000. So I said, okay, this is a good confirmation that I'm in the right track.
0: So that was where you made the transition from working
1: to at the Glory church House to Glory yes. House. To Glory House, yeah.
0: Now, in your years, you mentioned the, you know, the six figure, I'm guessing, a more corporate job. Right. And then working at the church. Did you ever, until, you know, that moment at the end there, think, you know, back to your experiences as a child and think that you would enter into this type of work like what you're doing now with oh no
1: no if you would have told me 10 years ago that i would be working with survivors of human trafficking i would have told you tamika you're not well in the head (laughs) (laughs) why
0: that was just not on the radar well
1: just because You know, I love women and I love to empower women and I love to help women and I love to see them, you know, on their other side of their pain. Right. But human trafficking, it's another level altogether. I mean, you're talking about women that get raped 10 times a day. As an example, you're talking about women that, you know, are drugged and beaten. Uh, You're talking about women that, you know, get guns pointed at their heads uh you get women that you know are all their ids are taken and they go from city to city to city not knowing you know where they are they even change their names so i mean and on and on and on so uh, like i don't have that experience that you know to work i'm like i don't have a phd in psychology or you know a master's degree i just i just my passion is just to see women but you can always surround yourself with people that have the gifts that you don't have and the talents that you don't have, and then they help you out. And that's what I did. I, I really, I just sort of direct, but, you know, there's a lot of wonderful staff and um, and volunteers that we have that have those gifts to help.
0: Tell me more about the work that Glory House does, because you mentioned the human trafficking problem in miami or in the united states again i think so many times when we talk about human trafficking or sex trafficking um people see that as a problem in other countries not here correct so i'm i'm guessing we are very wrong or those who think (laughs) that are very wrong so can you can you tell us more about the the problem of of human trafficking
1: The issue is um, South Florida and Florida is one of the largest trafficking uh, states, you know, human trafficking happens. So, you know, we're in South Florida. So that's number one. The average age of a survivor is 13 years old. Uh, Human trafficking doesn't happen in Liberty City. Human trafficking happens in Coral Gables. It happens in 8th Street. It happens in Miami Beach. It happens in North Miami Beach. It happens in Okeechobee. It happens in Homestead. So it happens in universities. It happens in colleges. It happens in high schools. It happens in middle schools. So human trafficking doesn't discriminate, basically. Right. And so there's an issue. There's an issue, you know, that our children are at risk. Uh, you know, the age gets getting keeps getting younger and younger. When I first started, in like eight years ago, it was like 15 years old. Now it's going down to 13, 12. So that's the issue not only in South Florida, but in the United States, human trafficking is big on all your, on all your big, uh, you know, cities, New York, LA, uh, you know, uh, Texas, uh, Florida, all your hub cities, Atlanta, you know, because uh, you know, there's traffic going in and out truck, truck trafficking, you know, air in airplane trafficking. So it just happens anywhere. And of course, we have to bring awareness to our community because you can't just leave a child, go to a movie anymore, a a mall anymore. Uh, You know what they're watching on social media, what they're watching on the. You just parents just need to be very, very careful. So it's a big issue for young. I mean, we we happen to work with adult survivors, 18 plus. But there's other organizations that we partner with that work with minors. You come to us and if you need any service, we can provide it for you. If you need medical assistance, we can help you. If you need legal assistance, we can help you. If you need counseling, we can help you. If you need clothing, we can help you. What we want to be to these women is a family that they can come to and that they can trust. And trust me, it takes them years, years to trust people. I guess the best way to describe Tamika is we take a person and we start life all over again with them and we train them in any really thing that they need and equip them so that they can become self-sufficient. And then we're just there as a support system. I love that. So how many women can you
0: house at Glory House?
1: Well, when we first started, we wanted to, um, we, we, we got a home for a six bedroom home and we figured we'll have, you know, bunk beds and we'll have eight. Oh my goodness. We never got to eight because they have so much trauma that they trigger themselves. So the most that we've ever had is four at one time. Um, they have nightmares at home. Uh, some of them come with issues with cutting, you know, they cut um a lot of them come with a lot of medication because they, you know, they have a lot of anxiety or panic attacks or they can't sleep at night. A lot of them come with like anger and even rage because you know, people have kicked them in the head, beat them. Um, having a lot of women um, in our first four years inside the home, we decided to cut back because we wanted to offer deeper, a deeper level of, of restoration rather than a numbers thing. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like instead of, yes. it, it's a lot better if you have less, but you do more, you go at a deeper level with them. Right. And then of course, we always had non-resident survivors that we were helping while the house was opened and they have children and so we have to help them and their children because their children also get traumatized and then we also have the drop-in center who we referred women from the streets so um it just it just gave us a really good overall experience of you know living with them 24 7 versus non-residential versus, you know, the drop in center where they come and they go to all these services. So um, the numbers will probably increase next year when we open the house. But suffice it to say that having a residential facility for survivors of human trafficking is extremely complex (laughs) and difficult. And we have to be very, very careful about staff and volunteers that serve because they can actually have secondary trauma. Right.
0: Since this is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, um, I think sometimes some of the questions that come up for people is how? How is this so prevalent in South Florida, in the United States? Is it that that their social media is this online age that we how is this actually happening and that these predators are making contact
1: with well that's a great question there's several several things okay so social media would be one of them as a matter of fact uh, after COVID-19 social um, trafficking spiked up in social media because now the ladies do not go out to the streets because there's curfew I don't know if you knew this, but pornography is huge, huge in this in this in the United States of America. If a man is doing pornography on so on on online, eventually they want to do something. They just they don't get stuck just in the pornography. Now they have to act it out. So pornography fuels a lot of human trafficking. There's also uh, strip clubs and high end. Um, uh, high-end prostitution and people go say say to me well you know a prostitute chose her life and I say well not really they didn't they weren't born and say I want to be a prostitute when I grow up but because of circumstances at home or financial needs that they might have uh, a lot of trafficking survivors come from outside of the United States and they promise things here and they' never, Give them what they promise. So then they have to go out and, you know, go to the strip club or, you know, do high end prostitution. That eventually transitions, not all the time, but transitions into human trafficking. So those are three of the things that are big time fuel givers of human trafficking. But then there's, you know, then there's people that just want money and power. So imagine if a pimp has five girls, and those five girls have eight or nine clients a day. So they want power, they want money, and then of course they offer these girls. Oh, I'll buy you, you know, your Gucci person, your Gucci shoes, and you're gonna live in a nice place. And but eventually you're gonna work for me, you're gonna give me the money, I'm gonna drug you so that you can rely on me. And then you're going to continue to do what I tell you, not what you want to do. And, you know, of course, a lot of pimps want virgins. So that's why the age has gone down, you know, to 12, you know, 12 years old, 13 years old. Because now, you know, John will pay more money for a virgin rather than a girl that's, you know, been around for a while. And then there's labor trafficking. And labor trafficking is, I guess if I, I could explain it to you, Tamika, is... Here's the big umbrella, right? Human trafficking, there's under human trafficking, there's sex trafficking, there's labor trafficking, uh, which is, you know, um, you know, people that work in hotels to clean, you know, they don't have papers. Uh, people that work in homestead, they don't, you know, they're on farms, they don't have papers. So they traffic them, they make them work hours and hours and hours and hours. They pay them very little and then on top of that they abuse them and then there's organ trafficking which a lot of people don't even uh speak about that's a lot more in third World countries but so the human trafficking is a big umbrella but under that there's three different you know aspects of, of trafficking
0: i know that and i believe i remember hearing these reports last year around the time of the super bowl that that was going to make south florida number one in the country for I believe sex trafficking because it tends to follow the Super Bowl right like where there's demand um for that so um I I guess my question is how do you see those events like the Super Bowl um oh, yeah. that in 2021 being that things are now socially distant less right. crowds are you seeing any change in human trafficking due to this current state that we're all in right
1: yeah yeah absolutely big events always brings you know human trafficking that's why you know last year uh, a lot of uh, nonprofits and a lot of things happen here in you know Miami with Super Bowl, but the way that things are shifting now, as I said, it's going to now online, and actually we have been because uh, we do phone outreach. You know we uh, go up on the uh, on the internet and we look at uh, porn sites and websites where women are being trafficked, and then we um, get. Uh, pictures their names their phone numbers and then we call them and offer them if, if they need any you know any help any services um, but now there's a new software that has just come out after covid and what it is is the software will sweep those uh, uh those um those social media websites that we're calling instead of us having to call it'll sweep and it will give us a list of all the phone numbers in an area of where human trafficking is happening and then we can text them and the response is phenomenal and the reason the response is phenomenal Tamika is because these women they can't sometimes answer the phone when we call because they're either working or their pimps are there with them so then what they'll do is if they get a text from us at a later time they respond So the response on the texting, uh, you know, outreach, we're calling it text outreach is, uh, the engagement is much higher. So we're really, really excited. That's one of of the new things that we're going to do in 2021.
0: So being that this is human trafficking awareness month, the month of January, is there any other important facts or things that you want people
1: to know? Yeah. If you you know, detect, um, human trafficking reported, I think also, you know, parents, I would encourage parents to, they don't have to panic. Right. But I think that, um, you know, people should be aware of human trafficking, you know, in, in schools, sometimes in universities, you know, even students befriend students to, to draw them into that. It's, it's like they, they, um, uh, you know, some of these Johns they they prep these women, right? It's not like it's not like taken. You know, where they take you and they put you on handcuffs. It's just like they groom you. It's a grooming process, slowly right. but surely. So, you know, when you're aware of it, you're a bit careful who you hang around with, what parties you go to. Uh, you know, never to go by yourself anywhere. If you see something reported, uh, if you see a survivor, you know. Be Careful not to approach them, you know, on the streets because maybe the pimps are watching them and then they get beaten. You know, of course, you can always get involved, not only with Glory House, but if you, you know, there's other organizations that work with survivors of human trafficking uh, as a volunteer. If you know, you can offer, uh, you know, if you're a professional, you can offer uh, uh, professional services that. A lot of uh, nonprofit organizations, you know, can use. For example, I'll, I'll give you an example. Tamika, we offer trauma counseling to our survivors. A trauma counseling session costs $125. Well, our survivors go through trauma counseling every single week. It's a it's a must. It's part of the program. So multiply 125 times four times 12 on one survivor. So people can offer their professional services, legal services. Uh, you know, of course, financial. Uh, So, you know, whether just bringing awareness, joining an organization, whether it's ours or others, um, and reporting trafficking, that's what I would say that people can do, you know, like right away, immediately. Uh, You know, there's many gifts, many people that have very wonderful gifts that they can use uh, to help. And you not necessarily have to, you know, work directly with the girls. Uh, You can if you want, but not necessarily
0: right i'd like to tie this all back into health and happiness which is crucial for yes. all of us but i'm sure especially for survivors of this type of you know abuse and of human trafficking so what would you say like and maybe from your own experiences too is key for them in finding happiness and and health as well
1: mm-hmm well you know to us um you are their spiritual life is very important right uh you know their heart being healed uh you know of course we believe in god and so uh that's part of their whole you know their whole process is is their spiritual life have them knowing that someone loves them and that cares for them and that created them to do wonderful things they these women are phenomenal they're powerful when they're on their other side of you know of their trauma and their you know that life I mean they they do circles around you and me and 10 others to be quite honest with you they're so brilliant they're intelligent so I think uh, they're you know knowing their identity who they are uh, I also believe you know we also um, health is very important they're the way they eat They've never been taught, you know, health, the way they eat. Exercise is super, super important. Uh, fun is super important, you know. We have to have fun, right? We have to laugh. Laugh is like medicine, right? Uh, we have art therapy, you know, some of them love to create jewelry. You know what we do with them, Tamika? We ask them to dream big with us and they to put all their dreams on a piece of paper. And we say, all of those dreams, we're gonna pray that all those dreams will become true while you're with us and we're going to help you to make those dreams become a reality. So, you know, I had a, a 19 year old that got her CRN and now she's at an emergency hospital working as a CRN. That makes her happy. We have another one that just went to Disney world with her two kids. Her two kids had never been to Disney world mm-hmm. that made her happy with her two kids. Um, You know, we have bonfires, we take them to the beach, you know, uh, we take them to go go trampoline jumping, you know, sometimes they've never had a childhood. So sometimes we let them be like children, you know what I mean? They're like 25 years old and they're acting like they're 15, but that's okay. So absolutely happiness and joy and, uh, you know, their health. We try to make their lives you know, beautiful, beautiful, because they've never had beautiful lives, and so that's what we're that's what our goal is to for them to just uh, be who they were created to be and for them to step into their purpose and destiny.
0: Absolutely. I know that this work that you're doing is so needed and so necessary. so thank you for that. Can oh, you tell people who want to support because I know that there's people who do. Um, how they can do so and how they can learn more and connect with Glory
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Tamika. Absolutely. Go to our website, gloryhouseofmiami.org. And uh, if you want to be a volunteer, there's a little tab there to volunteer. And it'll it'll give you the whole process. There's a process, you know, to apply. You know, of course, financially, we always, uh, you know, want to, uh, you know, we need it. As a matter of fact, I think I told you earlier that in 2021, we were renting a house and now we want to buy a house. So, you know, if anybody wants to donate a house, you know, we, we think big, you know, uh, but if then what you want to give toward that, uh, if you want to bring awareness and you want to invite me or any other staff to talk about human trafficking in your, you know, in wherever you, you, you know, your circle of influence um, really, if you want to offer services, uh, uh, professional services you know we need dentists um we are le- looking right now for a grant writer um, so there's many many opportunities and you'll see them all on the website but that's, that's just some of the ones that i wanted to share and then of course there is a number there that you can contact us or send us an email it's all on the on on our website Wonderful. if you have any questions so thank you for for that for asking for that
0: Awesome. We'll make sure to link to that all below in the show notes so people can find that. And lastly, I did forget to ask you about 2021 and what you're doing, I believe, um, it, for Human Tra- Trafficking Awareness Month, which is the month we're in at the time of this airing, um, January, the, the Light to Darkness.
1: Yes, it, that's going to be a nationwide movement. Um, so January is Human Trafficking Month. January 11th is Human Trafficking Day. So if you want to go to Glory House Instagram, we're going to start posting that at a certain time on January 11th, you can, out of your home, you can light up your, you know, your iPhone, you can turn on your car lights, uh, and um, we're having a big church that's going to do it, you know, all together. And we're just going to light up just lights and it's going to be all over the united states uh just with this movement saying uh let's bring light to this dark uh and horrific um you know thing that's going on in our country really it's not even just in glory house or in south florida but in our whole nation so uh if you want to join us for that um you know uh, instagram we'll start posting january 1st with all the information
0: awesome We'll also make sure to link to your Instagram so everyone can stay connected with you there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Betty. It's really been truly an honor having you learning your story and also learning all about the great work that Glory House oh is doing.
1: God. Thank you for what you do. What a what a blessing. Thank you for, for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Make sure you find Glory House's
0: information below in the show notes. Connect with them. If you're watching this again today, January 11th, on Instagram and you can get involved with light to darkness happening today otherwise go ahead check them out online at their website on Instagram and keep in mind all of the warning signs that Betty mentioned as well as raising awareness this is a problem not just in other countries right here in the United States and also especially if you are right here in South Florida now also stay connected with me I want to see you back each and every week. So hit subscribe on YouTube, connect with me on LinkedIn, and I will see you back next week. Until then, stay happy, stay healthy.